for 50 years, Eva, an alien from planet Rikos, has lived in human form on Earth as Kyle Johnson. When Eva gets into a fight at the sewage treatment plant where he works, he is put into jail. A jailer overhears Ebar trying to contact his home planet and tells the authorities. Ebar is sent to the psychiatric ward of Buffalo County Hospital for evaluation, where he eventually comes under the care of Jeremy Slater. Jeremy is a young mental health professional, and Ebar's case is his first assignment. No one believes that Ebar is an alien. More to the point, everyone thinks he's crazy. After working with his patient for a month, Jeremy begins to believe Ibar truly is who he says he is, and concocts a plan. If Ibar will quit talking about being an alien and pretend he is human, Jeremy will work with him so he can get released from the hospital and go on living his life. Ibar agrees. Jeremy's egotistical boss, Dr. Richard Andrews, has other ideas. He and a friend at the Pentagon have come up with a plan of their own. Andrews will take over the case and announce to the world that Ebar really is an alien. Andrews figures it will make him famous. His plan is to keep Ebar locked up and study him for the rest of his life. Jeremy is appalled. He and Ebar have become friends, and he can't allow Andrews to take control of his friend's life. Aided by co-worker Julie and her partner Ren, the four of them go on the run, with thugs sent by the Pentagon in hot pursuit. This is a story about good and evil, and is a mirror held up to the times we live in. Ultimately though, it is a story of friendship, a friendship that changes the lives of both Eba and Jeremy forever. Jim Bates's Alien of Orchard Lake. Get your copy now at mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free Jayzo Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 246 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is a very special episode of uh, the World of Mythbits. This is the Halloween episode. Ooh, a little bit spooky, a little bit cool. It's uh, a very fun, fun time of year. Uh, and it's also an awesome time of year because issue 119 of the World of Mythbits, and also the, myth, um, the World of Myth magazine, of course, is out now. Uh, it's issue 119 full of 16 stories, uh, one youth poem, seven poems, uh, and seven incredible artworks, including the beautiful cover, the Morticia Adams-inspired cover, by uh, the very, very talented artist Jenna Sparks. 
Jenna, you may remember, um, was the voice of the World of Mythbits podcast for uh, for many, many an episode. Uh, and it's great to see Jenna back uh, involved once again with the, uh, the magazine. So uh, beautiful, beautiful, amazing work, Jenna. Well done. Um, as well as that, there's the movie review, uh, book review, art review as well, uh, and the board minutes, of course. And um, the very first story, the first uh, drama that uh, that kicks off this edition, of course, after the wonderful introduction from um, our chief editor, uh, Steph, a.k.a. Luba, uh, of course, is the... Uh, the Halloween Trouble by uh, the very, very talented and very, very amazing writer Dawn DeBrow. And I just so happen to have Dawn with me right now. So, our queen of screen, welcome to the podcast, Dawn DeBrow. Thank you, Tim. I loved the name Queen of Screen. I've been called worse. No, uh, this is kind of fun. It's a, it's a, uh, uh, definitely a homage. It's, uh, it's a sign of respect. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. So, I just wanted to, ah, you know what, Dawn? I have sent you a number of questions, but, ah, yes, right, there we go. Okay. Uh, oh no, so before we get into that, um, our wonderful and esteemed CEO, uh, Mr. David K. Montoya, has given me a few things to mention for housekeeping. So we'll do that first, and then I will uh, bombard you with questions, I promise. Sounds good. So here we go. So, uh, off the cusp, Dave said, if, you're, uh, if the listeners enjoy uh, youth fiction, uh, storytelling, Dark Myth Publications is very proud to announce that Walter G. Esselman's Dragon Sun Tales, a short story anthology, is at Myth Mart now. Uh, and um, like there's amazing, like some great, great books by um, by Walt. Uh, myself, I'm lucky enough that I've got a couple of books uh, books there as well. Um, Dawn, I think uh, you've got one or two uh, published. By Dark Myth Publications. Um, yes, yes. So that's pretty exciting as well. Uh, and um, yes, uh, Steph's got some some stuff there. Uh, Peggy, um, Jim. Uh, there's so many talented uh, talented authors. Um, yeah, there's a, a great range, uh, and it's actually an eclectic range. Like it's not just one particular style of story or. Uh, or that sort of thing. So, yeah, but, so definitely. Oh, and Book of the Month as well. The, uh, the opportunity to uh, to uh, get involved um, with, uh, with Book of the Month. You can look at one month or multiple months as well. Uh, the t-shirt range, uh, like all sorts of stuff on, uh, on MythMart now. Um, but, yeah, definitely for, uh, for the young adults, uh, Dragon Sun Tales, uh, so many wonderful short stories there from the weird, weird mind of, uh, of Walter G. Esselman. And then Zombie Works Publications is excited to announce the Halloween release of The Monster Within. That's just around the corner. Uh, I believe contracts are going out soon to the successful authors. 
Uh, did you get in that one, Dylan? I did. Yes, yeah, well done, you and me both. So that's, uh, that's very exciting. Some, some great talented, uh, talented authors and some very, very scary stories. We also have uh, David K. Montoya is moving on to his next project, comic book, uh, his next comic book project, The Darknet Comics, which is titled Sorrow, which is a uh, very interesting idea. Uh, Idris Yusuf will be uh, drawing the dark action adventure. That's a tale of a girl versus the world. So that's pretty cool. Uh, very, very talented Dave, uh, very passionate about, uh, about comic books. So, uh, so that'll be pretty cool. And it sounds like it'll be very different to American Smash as well. Uh, welcoming back uh, Kevin Pop Popkinson with his mid-season return of My Public Life as an American Nerd on the Jason Modcast Podcast Network. Uh, and last but not least, Miss Mark Credit is still in progress uh, and hopefully it'll be ready by Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot going on there. Um, yeah, but uh, just like the, the big, big announcement is um, the uh, issue 119 of uh, the World of Myth magazine has, uh, has been released. So, uh, sink your teeth, your thumbs into that uh, and just enjoy. I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at it yet, Ben. I've I've read yours and uh, it's very very impressive. Um, I'm also very proud too. Uh, my little niece uh, Tilly, Miss Miss Tilly, uh, has snuck in uh, an October poem into uh, into the youth section, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm very very proud of that. How old is she? What, I'm sorry, Ben. How old is she? Oh, nine. She's uh, she's nine years old. And that's her second, her second poem that she's published. She got a, a Christmas one in early on as well, which is uh, which is very cool and very proud of. Yeah, I, she does, she does, uh, and a uh, a wicked imagination. So uh, I've been very much encouraging that. Um, but yeah, shall we kick off with the questions, Dawn? Sure. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost. I'm just curious because yeah, over here in Australia, we're coming into the Halloween season as well in spring, um, but we're, we're picking up the, uh, the tradition from America and Canada. So, uh, so over there in the, in the heart of Halloween, um, how do you dawn? How do you celebrate? Well, I'm going to disappoint you and tell you that I don't really celebrate Halloween. Oh, no. A costume contest. Oh, did you? Dressed up as a kid with a friend of mine, your husband, trapped, so he draped furs over us. Oh, well done. You didn't have the butt. Nice, so that was fun. You didn't have your bone, like a bone in the hair, or. Yes, of course we did. Oh, well done. Well done. I 
publishing will eventually look at doing an anthology on uh, the, the Hallwood or the uh, the uprising. Or, um, and then we'll have to do our research and we'll be prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so if you're listening, Dave, maybe an idea for uh, for next year for uh, for the annual anthology. <laughs> where, uh, well, this Dawn, will be the anthology anyway. Yeah, yeah. Dawn, Dawn and I vote for zombies. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so for, for how many years uh, do you think, cast your mind back, Dawn, so how many years have you been writing um, horror stories? And you're writing full stop, but uh, did you begin with horror? And have you sort of um, stuck with that genre all the way through? I have been a Christian songwriter for many years. Wow. And so there's a lot of poetry involved there. So I would take uh, verses from the Bible and write music and sing it in church with a group that I was, you know, we were a, um, a band for a church. And it just, I... We bought a home in Florida, 2018, oh, yes. and um, I looked at spill words, and I found it online because my husband and I were looking at each other. We didn't know anybody, and I thought I have to be a hobby because if I don't, one of us isn't going to come out this winter alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I found that competition, and I wrote a true story about my daughter moving to Germany and how Skype was the thing that got us through, and I submitted it to the 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. I didn't make it in, but it was the first thing I ever submitted, and they said, but we're going to publish your story during the Christmas time. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was exciting, so I wrote another story to a different publisher, and that got picked. So that was two in a row, and I was just elated because I had no idea what I was doing. And, and then eventually, like I said, all of the rejections came in, and yes. then you realize yep. what the game is. It's well, not well, as easy as well, you think. What writing's really all about. Yeah. Having a very thick skin. No, that's wonderful. That's, um, yeah. The, uh, that's very thrilling. I, um, I'm still finding uh, some of my Halloween stories uh, and Christmas stories that I send down, uh, out to spill words for, uh, for those particular themes. Um, Calls, uh, they're still you. You don't quite make the the thirteen days or the um the right. But, but yeah, they're they're more than happy to sort of still publish them around that time. In other places, and that's wonderful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's thrilling. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I'm incredibly glad to hear that you and your husband both made it through 2018. <laughs> yes. We did. And, and, and uh, it's been five years, and we're still, he goes to his corner, and I go to my corner, and, and it all works out. So, so dare I ask, what's his hobby then? He likes to shoot. He's um, like a okay. skeet trap. Oh, okay. And reloads all his own things. He cuts wood. Okay. He grades coins. He... You know, it helps people with their coin collections. He goes down to the local jeweler, picks out the stuff that he thinks is worth money. Kind of a jack of all trades. He's a pretty talented person. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and you still down Florida, right? 
No, we're in Wisconsin, and then at the end of November, we will travel to Florida to get out of the cold weather. Yeah, right. So you're, you're sort of, you've, you've got homes in the... Snowbirds, that's what they call snowbirds. Okay, yeah. As soon as the snow comes, we fly. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Have you, you ever thought, like, like um, actual snowbirds fly, flying all the way south to Australia for winter? Well, no. Is that a bit too far? Fly always warm enough. We drive down there. I'm just, I don't like flying anymore either. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, I was asking, so we, we've established how is your favourite drummer to run? What is your favourite? I think that gave me the most opportunity um, was started with horror because, you know, black hair press yes. was putting all those Drabble books in. I had never done a Drabble, but I did 10 per book yes. in the five books that they first came out, and that started me on the horror thing. Yeah, right. The, uh, I'm, I'm actually um, in a pretty similar boat where uh, that particular company, uh, those opportunities, they introduced me to that very short, short form, uh, and right. yeah, the opportunity to just send so many different varieties. Now, of course, once again, not all of them are accepted, um, but we're, we're lucky enough that, uh, that we've, we've honed that talent to the point where we're getting probably more accepted than rejected, or about 50-50, Oh, mine's getting worse. You're getting better. You're getting worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine are getting worse. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. You just don't know, do you? You just do not know. That read team, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head. Um, so my, my question is, um, if I was your favorite genre to write, what is your favorite genre to read? Right now, I am supporting all my author friends that I have made in the last five years. So I'm reading books that I normally wouldn't, like fantasy. Yes. And uh, it's it's something I still got real into, but, you know, they gently take you science fiction. Um, I, like I said, I'm trying to have a, a romance author friend, um, and I have, you know, I'm reading a lot of, short story collections I'm but I, I like uh, more mystery that kind of thing it draws yeah. me in where they lead the little red herrings around and yes. you know you try and figure out who done it type of thing it's probably more what I'm interested in doing or, or stories that are about overcoming hardship and you know coming out great at the end so. yeah okay that makes sense. Um, with the whodunit type stories, do you find that you pick who it is by the middle of the book? I or you often down between one or two, and usually it's the one or two. You know, as you write, you start realizing that they're leaving those, I'm going to call them red earrings, that, oh, you the, know, it draws your attention to that. The crumbs. reason for that. The crumbs. To either throw you off course... That's usually what it is to throw you off the course. That's yes. usually the yeah. person you least expect is going to be Indeed, indeed. And you can you can kind of pick that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't mind the odd uh, murder mystery and, and such as well. They're uh, 
when they're done, they're done very well. Mm -hmm. Very entertaining. Uh, I, uh, I though, for one, I, uh, I'm happy to follow all the red herrings that they put in there. And <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Oh, definitely, definitely. The, the rabbit hole and I are very good friends. So, um, let me ask them, thinking horror or murder mystery or even uh, fantasy or science fiction, what in your mind, Dawn, I will, let's, let's say what in, your mind, what in your mind makes a great story. I know the question I put to you uh, earlier was what in your mind makes a great horror story, but what in your mind just makes a great story in general? The one that draws you in really fast. And, you know, you're not even conscious of the outside world. All of a sudden, you know, my husband's hollering at me, don't you hear that buzzer going off? And it's like, no, I've been transported into another room, you know. Yeah. I'm not there anymore. I'm in the story, and you're actually experiencing it. So it's believable, it's plausible, it's, like I said, it, it, it's... It's entertaining. It's yes. it moves you out of where you are and takes you places. It stimulates so, your like things like that that move move along. Yes, it, it's it, it's a story or a storyteller that's simple enough that they engage your imagination to the point where you're drawn along for the ride. You're you're immediately sort of brought into whatever tale that it is that they're trying to tell. And you can exactly. picture it, you can imagine it. But I'm I, always disappointed when the movie comes out. Of course. Because that's not the way that person looked. That's not the way the house looked. That's <laughs> and the, 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 the important scenes or the the the, 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 the speech, the lines that um, that certain characters say that you you associate with them and their personality and then they get cut from the movie. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for believable dialogue is really important, too. Yes. You know, it, it has to be believable. Almost that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, what, in your mind, Queen of Scream, makes a great horror story? <laughs> I love to end with a twist and another twist. You do that. So, you, know, you go along and, it, you know, okay, and you're thinking, okay, this is obvious, this ending, it's going to end this way. And also it's like, oh, what happened? And then another one comes, you know, like, yes. yeah. You know, it, uh, cards, yeah. Like, oh. So, I like that double twist. And it just hits me at the end, like, oh, I could do this and this will be different. It won't be the standard. Because I'm more of a mental terror writer as opposed to a horror blood and guts. You know, I'll throw a little but I like you to use your imagination. I don't have to tell you his entrails fell on the ground and you know. No, you I could tell you that, but I like you to think like, oh, when he looks down and sees what's there and use your imagination. You don't have to have me tell you what your entrails look like. Exactly. That's the that's the best. And it's for, for most of us, thankfully, we don't know what it actually looks like, and that's where you can get the the, the greatest um, bang for buck with the, the uh, 
horror element with the, we, we all think we know what it will look like or what it will smell like or, or um, that sort of thing. So then for you to draw us in so much that we go down that path and we experience that in our minds, uh, I think that's a real, real talent to sort of um, to, to take us there. And yeah, you, you most definitely... Uh, the, the number of times where you expect the twist, so you get to the end, and yeah, the twist is there. Oh, that was an amazing twist. And then you keep reading, and the, the next twist that you don't expect is there, and that's what le- that's what probably leaves so many of your readers gobsmacked, I think, and just in in awe of, wow, I I I didn't expect that. You didn't expect it. Nice. The fun part about it is that, exactly. you know, I led you to a certain spot, and then, like you said, the double twist. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the pike, and then the, the perfect entry, no splash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's funny. Dawn, in your mind, is there a difference between horror and terror? That's a hard one. I think, to me, horror is more blood and guts. Terror is the more psychological um, separation between your mind and your body. I mean, you're just so afraid you can't breathe. Where the blood and guts, it's like, ooh, 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 you know, I, yes. I don't even like to go to that one. Um, that, to me, is the difference between... It's the psychological part. One's more physical, and the other one's more psychological. Yeah, okay. So, um, the in-your-face type stuff, the, like, the, the, the shock and the shock, I, I suppose they call it, um, that, that would very much fit in the, in the horror column, um, but the, the things that play with your mind, um, Head twisting example. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, a, a great way of explaining it. So, do you think that a lot of your stories then would fit in the that horror column or the terror column? I don't really know. It's, it's <laughs> self review it's time. What do you want me to say, Dan? That's, that's, the, that's the hardest thing to do. Uh, I, I reckon, in, in my personal opinion, reading um, many of your, your stories that you've shared online and um, the, the links and uh, in different books that we've both been in, mm-hmm. uh, I think you've got a good mix of the two. You, okay. you, seem, to, you seem to have that, that talent for um, creating that, that gruesome image that comes in the face where that's appropriate to, to draw the, the reader in. Uh, but yeah, then, I always enjoyed Stephen King and he's expert at it. You know? Oh yes, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But that, um, I, I love your stories as well, have that element where it sort of plays with the mind uh, and then the twist and the double twist of, of course is... Uh, is very much um, it helps it sit in that uh, that terror category. Yeah, 
but, but like I said, I don't like the dependable ending. You know, when you start and you go, this is the way it's going to end up, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you, when you, even if I led you to that ending, I'm going to throw something else in just to... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It wouldn't be a wonderful story if uh, if that didn't happen. Uh, I, I love as well that every now and again you sort of step away from those genres and you write something nice or you write something deep uh, but joyful or um, I think that's... that's yeah, there's the many, many facets. You know, I don't want to be pigeonholed to one. Um, it's just that I found a release easier, you know, like acceptance in that world. And I do submit a lot of other stuff. And um, it's just not as successful yet at that. So I haven't figured out, you know, what the, the formula is. Yeah, but I, I, I love your tenacity, the, the fact that you're, you're still... <laughs> You don't want to crack. And you're, Are you saying I'm a pitbull? <laughs> no, t- tenacity is... I mean, I, I believe that, uh, that one of my best char- um, characteristics is um, my tenacious nature as well. The, yep. That inability to uh, to see the impossible uh, and to just keep trying it and trying it and trying it exactly. until it works. Now it's like out of spite. It's like I'm going to drive these people crazy till they accept something. That's right. That is exactly right. It's they they will uh, they will get sick and tired of sending me rejection letters, and eventually all they'll have is the option to accept. Well, that's what I always say. If you don't send it, it's a no. That's true. If you send it, it's a maybe. Yeah, exactly. And a maybe is potentially a yes. Exactly. So. Of the um, the companies that you mentioned in the podcast already, uh, great opportunities to publish. Um, mm-hmm. What about the, the the difficult area to get into of um, paid publication? Paid publications are. I I think I. Uh, when you go for something like that, you're in with a lot of good authors. Not that unpaid is not good. They're good. Okay. But the, the competition is tenfold. You know, if you're competing with 100 people for a free story, you're competing with thousands of people when you go into try for a paid publication. And they have that ability to just go, eh, 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 they don't like it right away, you're off on the floor and, you know, they have a thousand more authors yes. that yeah. they still want to, you know, that's where that perfection of the great opening and the great idea, something that's different, comes into play. Um, I try and you submit something to either a competition or a paid magazine at least once or twice a month, just because I've been bitten so many times. But I'm just like, okay, this is a good story. I'm just going to send it, you know? Yes. And you wait for eight, nine months, and they go, thanks, and I'll just thanks. And then think, oh, you know, I could have had this thing published, you know, months ago. So. But the good thing was. Right. 
Yeah, the, the good thing though is um, where that door does close, you've still got that opportunity, uh, whether you say it's a, a Halloween story for a paid Halloween anthology, um, you can still sit on that story for another 12 months and when Halloween rolls around the following year, um, send it to somewhere else. Like the, it's a, there's, a, there's a plethora of opportunities for uh, online publishing. Uh, for um, there, there are many, many different companies now that are looking for different stories. Exactly. But then there's a lot of them that are folding up right now, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I've, the I've, indie publishers and stuff that, you know, the potato soup. I love that. They that probably denied me more than they ever gave me an opportunity, and I respected that because I knew they were just a vanity publisher. Yes. And they went out of business this year, and that just was, like, oh, heart-wrenching to me because... Usually I didn't send them horror stories. That was the outlet where I would try and do something that was sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or humble, or, you know, something, a feel-good story. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm seeing more and more of these indie companies going under, and I just feel so bad because, you know, the, it, if you aren't a professional writer, it's the outlet that they give you to express yourself. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what, what, one that, uh, that's come to my mind, I, uh, I noticed um, a fellow writer uh, in the late great uh, Stephen Carr. He, uh, one of the places where he published a couple of stories was a site called The Fear of Monkeys. The Fear of Monkeys is, uh, is for political pieces. And um, I just got it in my head one day that, like Stephen... I was going to write a, a political story uh, and get it accepted by the Fear of Monkeys. And uh, wow. my first attempt was a dismal fail, and I couldn't understand why. And uh, I sent it to Stephen, and he took a, a, a look at it and went, yes, your story is, uh, is valid as a, uh, a political piece, but your main character is a unicorn. So at the end of the day, they're going to take one look and they're going to go, this is a fantasy story, not for us. Right. Which is all well and good. I found another uh, another home for it. Um, but I was inspired by um, a friend uh, who'd gone to war. And, uh, and I actually ended up writing a story in the end uh, based on his experiences. And that was accepted. By the fear of monkeys, which which is oh, fantastic. Great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. thrilled about that. But one of the things, once it had been accepted, um, I saw from their editor uh, in the email they mentioned that they were folding um, just because they've been around for so many years and they want to move on to a different project. So it was um, it was uh, one of those things where I've gone, look, you you've got like this small open window. To send in a story by the time I think it's what um, edition 44 I was in, and they're, they're going for edition 50. So I think it's probably by the, by the end of the uh, end of the year or sort of early next year, they're um, right. they're planning on just ceasing 
don't know if the website will um, will get taken down or if the stories will stay up there for a little while for, for people to read. Um, but yeah, the, we're finding that the, although there are a lot of opportunities to send stories, um, we're getting less and less all the time as well. I used to stalk Stephen because when he got an acceptance, like, okay, I'm sending to that magazine. Now I stalk you. So, <laughs> like, oh, if Jim made it in, I'm trying. <laughs> well, I, I'm honored, Dawn, if that's the case, because I have a lot of respect for um, the fact that uh, that Stephen managed to get published here, there, and everywhere. I think about seven, right. seven, right. 750 or 800 times or something he, uh, he ended up yeah. getting published in anthologies and on different websites and, and such. So if I if I become your new Stephen, I uh, I am completely and utterly honoured. I'm sorry. Because I, I follow you. I, I follow like you're you're one of uh, one of many uh, writers that I uh, I respect and uh, um, definitely definitely want to, to emulate. Of authors, you know, I don't know if we all started about the same time, but it's such a supportive. I mean, somebody will share with you a submission call, and I'm like, oh, they're so nice, you know. And now they're going to compete against you, but you know, if my story is good enough and I get in, it's it's a prideful thing. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, went in with a whole bunch of people that are that you know, and. Um, you were able to make the cut or not, and you're still happy for them because they made the cut. You yeah, know? oh, definitely. No, I, I think in any, uh, I think it was uh, Christina oh, Tobacco? Yes. Yes, yeah. She uh, she sent something, uh, she shared something on Facebook once that said, when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Exactly. And I think that she is a wonderful poet. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, an incredible writer, wonderful poet. Um, uh, and uh, a big shout out, shout out to her, um, indeed. But yeah, just the, the the wisdom of that that sort of makes you take that step back and go, well, actual fact, yes, that's the the family that we've got, that's the support that we've got. When one of us succeeds, we have all succeeded. Exactly. Now, if we can just get paid for it. That's right. That's right. Then, it, then it'd be real success. That's and, uh, you know, it's it's not for me. I never went into this for money. You know, if I can get something published, I'm excited, and yeah, you know, it motivates me to try again. So most definitely, most definitely. No, it's uh, it's uh, a little bit thrilling, a little bit exciting, uh, indeed. But the um, like getting a, a little bit of uh, compensation. At the end, is uh, is never a bad thing or other. I mean, eventually, the, the dream for me would be to uh, to be able to pay the bills with writing. That that would be wow. that would be truly exciting. Right. The, Probably prolific enough, you could do that. But at the same time, the like you you need to be able to market yourself. That's the hard part. That is a massive challenge, especially for uh, for an introverted person like myself. It's, uh, exactly, and I'm the same as you. I'm very introverted. It's just I don't like to toot my own horn, you know. I yeah. will with my family or people I'm comfortable with, but so I just outside beyond I that, like to be an observer and write about it. And that. <laughs> well, 
Why be bothered with the details? Yes. Challenges if you want to succeed, or if you want to get to that level of success in this kind of industry, you have to be able to stand up in front of the crowds of people. You know, I was in a band for 13 years, and, and I don't have a problem standing up in front of people and talking or singing, or I can't sing now, but I used to be able to. Yes. But um, the, the bang your own drum. You know, and I'm noticing this already when you get on Facebook and it's constant. There's some of people that, you know, every day, 20 times a day, they're pumping their book. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. you get pretty close to pushing the snooze button. That's right. I'll go, oh, love it. First three or four times and then I start just brushing by them because yeah. it's like, Okay, I, I know you got a book out, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, you, you sort of skip skip over those uh, those sort of posts after that, don't you? Yeah, you, you see it see it once or twice. And uh, I've actually I uh, found um, the the glitch in the matrix, I suppose, that every now and then, where uh, my uh, my phone was what I used for social media, and um, it wouldn't charge properly, it wouldn't hold. Uh, Hold battery properly. There, there were major, major issues with it, and I post something, and somebody would come back to me and go, oh, "What? Ease, ease up a little bit." And I, I go, "What? What's the problem?" I've, I've sort of put a post up, and I might have shared it in two or three places, and then they show me that uh, they've actually had it hit their page eighteen or nineteen times because oh, of a, wow. a, a fault. And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't realise, and I'm incredibly sorry." Yes. That's the, the bombardment that you want to try and avoid. Yeah. You, you want people to rejoice with you but not take them off because you're constantly, you know, doing it. So, yeah, I exactly. Know, there's, there's, there's a dividing line, and I, I know I have to learn marketing if I want to make money at this, but I am content just to write. Yeah, and exactly. Hopefully, you know, that's enough for me. And I think. It frustrates a lot of people who want to, you know, make a million dollars, and it happens to so few of us. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at what's being published every year, you know, millions of books, and how do you stand out with, you know, in a million people? Yes, that's right. It's uh, it's the ultimate challenge, isn't it, for, uh, for yes. those, those that want to make it more than just a hobby? It's that ability to stand out, to be, uh, to show that you're unique. Uh, it's not not enough to be a great writer. You got to pound the pavement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn how. Oh yeah, I just kill off the publisher. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we'll finish off with one last question for you, then, Dawn. What do you love most about writing? I like being in control. Yes. You know, I, I like making up names. I like making up situations. I like moving my little people around like puppets. I like how they suddenly become, you know, like real to me and they start telling you, Hey, we got to do this, and we have to go there, and you know these great ideas just pop out of 
thin air. And uh, you're just like, yeah, go along with it. And But I still want to be in charge, even after they take over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, that's and I love giving acceptances. I mean, it, it's a big thrill to say, congratulations, you know. You made your anthology. Absolutely. It's, yes. Yeah. It's a big rush because, face it, it's all we get. If you're not in a big dick, all you got is the, the bragging rights, and, you know, I like doing that. That's very right. That's very true. Oh, well, I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much, Dawn DeBar, for, uh, for spending some time with us today, uh, for uh, for sharing sharing your insights, uh, and happy Halloween to you. Happy ob- Observation Day, I suppose. <laughs> happy Halloween to you, Tim. Indeed. Enjoy. Thanks, Don.